Episode 303 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Semenov. The Wichita Business Journal's ICT Talent Summit happened on Thursday at Mark Arts. Speakers and panelists talk about what's ahead for Wichita's workforce, including in applied learning and the education that's happening to make students future ready. Today, we'll bring you a portion of the kickoff keynote from Rob Dixon, Chief Information Officer for Wichita Public Schools. He had an interesting way of showing how students are learning today and how it can benefit employers to think in terms of the generation being hired. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is a look at our local nursing crisis. Managing editor Shelby Kellerman looks at the shortage of nurses brought about by COVID-19 and still sustained today, and how it's affecting healthcare providers in our area. The cover story begins on page 12. This week we have two lists, investment advisors and residential real estate mortgage lenders. See who's lending and how the number of mortgages closed and their amounts dropped dramatically in 2022. The list begins on page eight. We continue to spotlight original 40 under 40 honorees from the very first year, 1998. And we present our monthly Women Who Lead series with a look at women who lead in healthcare. The OG 40s begin on page 17, and the Women Who Lead begin on page 29. Our 10 Minutes With feature this week introduces readers to Carolina Freeman, who's the new director for small business programs at Empower, the North End nonprofit. Freeman comes from a delicious small business herself, and you can read about it on page 43. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 39. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, we had some terrific discussion going at our ICT Talent Summit on Thursday, and we're bringing some of it to you in this week's podcast. Rob Dixon, the Chief Information Officer for the Wichita Public Schools, was the keynote speaker and gave some insight into the next generation of employees heading into our city's workforce. Business leaders heard from Dixon about how today's students learn and why that's important in hiring and developing employees. My apologies for the sound quality. You may have to turn it up a bit. Um, I'm reading this book right now. Uh, it's called The Digital Mindset. And one of the things that I think as a society we need to come to grips with is uh, everyone has to have a level of digital literacy, right? So how many of you use this as your alarm clock every morning, right? Just about everybody. How many of you use this for your music? How many of you use this to order food daily, right? And I think about all of those things. It requires a level of digital literacy, right? And so um, in this fourth industrial age that we live in, we've created this. We've created the havoc that we have on ourselves. This was not put on us. 
We created this ourselves. And so thinking about the future, and when you think about artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence has been around for quite a while now. Um, you know, many of you, we're going to talk about ChatGPT here in a moment, but when you think about artificial intelligence, it's what gives you Amazon. How many of you have boxes arrive at your house, right, on the daily, right? Keep, keep your hand raised, right? I can't raise my right hand because my wife and I played one-on-one -on -one basketball on Friday, and my body was like, hey, you're closer to 50 than you are 40, so slow down. And uh, so when you look at artificial intelligence, that's the, the Netflix, right, that wants you to keep watching, that says, hey, are you still there? You know, you've watched a lot of TV. Are you still there? Keep going. Or the YouTube that introduces you to videos that you keep wanting to watch over and over again. All of those are powered by artificial intelligence. When I think about Snapchat, or I think about ChatGPT, um, I use this tool uh, on the regular. How many of you use it? Um, awesome, awesome. Many times. When you think about... Uh, explaining complex topics, or um, we actually trained yesterday, uh, we trained Marshall Middle School teachers on how to use ChatGPT to create lessons. And so there's a huge amount of content that can come out of this. It's called a large language model. So the difference is in your business today, and some of you probably use some type of data analytics, right? Like Power BI or, or uh, Qualtrics, um, when you think about the visualization of that data, that's just your data being visualized there. When you think about a large language model, such as ChatGPT, um, in 3.5, and I'll get a little technical, it references 2021 data and before. But the model uses the internet as its uh, sets of data. And so when you ask it questions, there are a set of rules, and those rules keep it from a certain level of bias. And so right now, OpenAI is a open architecture. They actually started as a nonprofit, but now they function as a for-profit with a nonprofit board. And so we, as a society, are training this large language model. So it changes. Um, when I entered in ChatGPT in November, I asked it several questions, and it held it in the chat. Asked those same questions today, it's slightly different. Even the, even the level of biases change because we change it. How we interact with it is actually training the model to be different. And so when you think about uh, all the opportunities that are there, I think there's uh, creating content in multiple languages. Um, how many of you use Google Translate to translate you know, some of your content, right? Uh, this can do it in context, which is amazing. So you can ask a question get a set of answers, ask a question below it, or you can say, give me an answer as a fifth grader, and it will it'll change the language as a fifth grader. You can say, I want you to give me an answer in pirate terms, and it will do that. Like, it, there's, you can have it build jokes for you. It's, it's amazing to have this set of knowledge before you. So Sam Altman is, is in a video that I'm gonna play next, and he's the CEO of OpenAI, and there's some impacts on society based upon this. Jobs. If a machine can reason, then what do you need a human for? A lot of stuff will turn out. One of the things that we are trying to push the technology trajectory towards, and also the way 
think about the impact that ChatGPT on our society. Many people talk about, um, you know, it's, it's artificial intelligence itself has an impact as much as the internet did when it was introduced. So how many of you were around before the internet started, right? Like when you, when you think about, uh, there's a few of us, right? And so uh, the original internet started, you know, long, long time ago. And when you think about how we interface with it, it was sometime in the 90s, right? And we'll, we'll look at some graphs, kind of show that. The trajectory of that is insane compared to an industrial revolution type disturbance in our society. And so our society hasn't really adjusted to the social norms of a social media driven, internet driven society. And so when you interact with ChatGPT, you're interacting in a uh, prompt engineering mode. So I can say, I want to act as such and such expert. I want to be an education expert. Give me an answer in this way. I want to be a legislative expert. Give me an answer this way. And so I have the ability to take on personas and rules within this uh, prompt engineering. And so uh, I've been on the board at, of education at Microsoft since 2016. Get to experience a lot of new things. This is uh, this is one that we're actually uh, piloting right now within our department before we release uh, to our staff. It's called Copilot. Actually, takes so the back end of ChatGPT is called GPT, um, and GPT-4 is something that Microsoft has adopted. But what this allows you to do is basically have the ChatGPT interface in your documents. So imagine you're in Word and you say write me a resume, I need to leave, right? And, and it knows all your data and it says, okay, Rob Dixon, all right, this is gonna be long because you've been around for a long time. Uh, you know, so then I say, write it in one page, right? Or uh, I freaked out our district leadership team, I don't see anybody here, but in our text messages, I said, write a strategic plan in 400 words. And so I had it write it. And, Literally, it was funny because the response is in text because I, I posted a screenshot in text. It was like, that was better than the six months that we spent, you know, building the strategic plan back in 2017. And it's like, wow, that, imagine starting at 80%. No longer do you start at zero. That's amazing. You're creating that much time efficiency. And so this is where I get to kids. Like, I have three daughters, 20, uh, 23, 25, all girls. We got a lot of patience. It was built into me. But this is where our kids, and I update this graph every year. This is where our kids come in with technology, right? So when you think about a kid going to Wichita State right now, they've only known YouTube. What does that mean? What does that mean for TV? What does that mean for some of those old technologies that we have? Just like the radio. Like, how many of you listen to the radio anymore? Right? A few. Right? Some of you, yeah. Just because your your phone doesn't flip over to Bluetooth and play your, your favorite summer jams, right? On Apple Music. And so when you think about the impact of our kids and their exposure, because I'm right here. This is me. 1976, yeah, 
I didn't have that kind of exposure to technology. I grew up in a rural area called Hay, seven and a half cents a bale. Didn't make that much, but, you know, hey, learned a lot. But because the Internet started well before I was born originally, but society didn't really interact with it until the browser came out. Just in the same way, artificial intelligence has been with us for a long time, but we didn't really interact with it in a, in a personal way. I mean, obviously it was used for us when you think of Netflix, Amazon, all those, YouTube, all those things. But we didn't interact with AI directly until ChatGPT, November of 2022. So the trajectory of that is going to be massive. When I think of uh, major technological disruptions, our kids have been through a lot of technological disruptions just in the time frame that they've been in school. You add on top of that the societal disruptions, 9-11, you add on top of that a 2008 uh, financial, like the number of things changing in their life is significant, right? It's exponential growth. And we're teaching today, we require, we're getting ready to require kids to have computer science, and it's, it's happening like this across the nation. Computer science is a part of their graduation requirement. So we're technically creating digital natives. I'm definitely a digital immigrant, right? And as much as the, the most favorite thing that my youngest, she's 20, Bailey, she works at Amazon. Um, that she loves to do is figure out and train me something on something technical. Like she loves that. She loves to ag it in. Like, Dad, I know something you don't. Right? CIO. And I'm like, all right, all right, let's get there. But I think, you know, for us, we've got to be intentional about where our kids and how they think differently. Because sometimes we need them to change us. We've got to understand that sometimes they can teach us. And this is one of the hardest things for teachers in education is that uh, especially when I think about the pandemic, we, we shifted the entire district to a one-to-one, -one, which, by the way, 92% of K-12 educations across the, the nation moved to a one-to-one -one because of the pandemic. So whatever district you move into, you know, there's only 8% out there that's not. And so when you, when you think about this, and a teacher, we, we train teachers for a month on how to use Microsoft Teams. Some of them didn't even know how to, how to spell the word Zoom, and then they were on it, right, for more hours of the day than not. We averaged uh, 453,000 Teams calls a day in February of 2021. And uh, the digital literacy level of those teachers weren't great. And, and still has some, some areas to grow in. But sometimes we need to understand that our kids can train us in this area if they are digital natives. This trajectory, uh, it's, it's interesting because they, they talk like it's an ant to Einstein is the trajectory within a matter of months, right? The time to reach a million users I didn't put TikTok up here, but TikTok is uh, 63 days, five days. 
there's four ways to react to this, right? Four ways. Which are you? Bury your head in the sand. You're trying to stop it. You abolish it. Right now, currently, we block ChatGPT for our students. But at some point, I'm like, they're going to access it no matter what. So why, why block it? I think one of the things we'll have to do in education is change assessment, right? Because ChatGPT can write an essay faster than you can blink an eye on any topic you want and, and pass a bar exam if it needs to. Um, you can panic or you can be thoughtful about it. These are the top skills of 2025. This is a World Economic Forum. I really, I don't see academia up there. Do you guys see it? Do you guys see any kind of traditional learning up there? I uh, also get the opportunity to oversee our eSports. I'm not a gamer, but when I did game, it was Nintendo. And man, I tell you what, I would spend, I would, I would sit overnight trying to, to defeat Mario Brothers, right? To get on that Asian, and gaming when I grew up was like, you're gonna do the same thing over and over until I get it right. Gaming today is different. We have, uh, every high school team has their own varsity team. We support six games. Um, a game like Valorant's five on five. Um, it, the, the environment and the situations change every single time. So we're building a much different skill set out of these kids than what traditional academia is. It's simulation learning. T these kids, uh, Southeast kids last year won $63,000 worth of scholarships for college playing eSports. And uh, they won the, the spring major open. So we, we compete in high school eSports league where they compete against a thousand teams. They won. So they, they, they ended up beating uh, Fresno, California to win the spring open. And I think the opportunities that these kids have, we just signed this year our 10th kid to a scholarship to college. That type of simulation learning is amazing. We, we teach a course, it's called Gaming Concepts, it teaches strategy. Um, we'll envelop this into a uh, uh, intro to computing, which is a pathway that leads toward three new pathways that we're creating Wichita Public Schools with WSU Tech, and hopefully uh, they'll do applied learning, which you'll learn about later, um, in data science, cybersecurity, machine learning as an extension of cybersecurity, think about our kids learning about machine learning in high school, wow, that's pretty crazy, right? You don't think about those. But those are non-traditional trajectories. And I think for our parents, we have to help them to understand that we're going to have a lot more of non-traditional trajectories in education in the future. This class that we teach, Gaming Concepts, uh, we introduced it three years ago. Last year, we had 523 high school kids take it. That number is 1,328 this year. Imagine the exposure to kids if we expose these kids. We're going to create a Gaming Concepts 2 uh, that's, that's actually intro to computing. But imagine the number of kids that we'll expose to intro to computing that will have exposure to those three new pathways. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 303. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. 
Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.